Uh, I mean, I think I might have to. Ch- I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm out of Mac Jones anymore. Really? No. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Breaking news! Oh yeah, my gosh! <laughs> breaking news! Breaking news! We got a lot of breaking news. Oh um, my god! Yes, definitely. especially when it comes to that fraudulent NHL Stanley Cup <laughs> championship. We'll get to that on the other. We'll side. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Man, that was that was just terrible. Uh, I mean, we got we got games going on. What fifteen minutes from now, we got we got game two, Bucks Suns. I mean, Chris Paul is going to get this ring. It's about time. But about how time. how many games is it going to take him to get it? Might go seven. I think it's going to go seven. I'm pretty sure it's going to go seven. I don't yeah, see it. I, think so. I don't see it staying under seven. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have personal guest of mine, personal friend of mine, friend of uh, Alex's, who was on a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Duke track athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's cruising through his sophomore year right now, and I'm telling you, this kid, he's fast. And I see, I'm telling you right now, I, I see this kid run every single day. Ladies, <laughs> if you're watching, head on down to Comath. I'm not sure exactly what time he runs down, there, but listen, the man is running without a shirt on. I feel like he wants all to day. focus, though. I feel you can't have all the ladies watching him. He can't focus running. You know. I mean, nobody would look at me if I ran. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's go ahead. Let's get Theo on here. Let's give it up for Theo Berba. What is going on? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good, Good man. Good. Good. I just, right. I, I, you know, I just, I'm probably going to ask this a little bit later on, but you know, what, what, what goes through your mind? You know, being a, a, a track athlete, especially at you know a university like Duke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke is it's such an exciting place to be at. You know, it's for me going to Duke was I was looking to find the place where academics and athletics met at the highest point nationally competitively. And as soon as I stepped foot on campus at Duke, I, I knew that was the place for me. Um, and it's just, it's just such an honor to get to run and compete wearing the, the Duke logo. It's, it's a really dream come true for me. Man, that, I mean, I tried going, you know, semi, semi blue today. I yeah, tried my hardest. I, like I, I don't, I don't have that much Duke stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the uh, Duke football team. I'm iffy oh, about yeah, the, I'm iffy yeah, about the yeah. basketball team, you know, everything that yeah. happened with the lacrosse team, whatever. But, yeah. I mean, hey, maybe I'll have to uh, – what do they What do they wear? Like the uh, – are those like tank tops? Yeah, yeah, they call it a singlet. 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 I can get you one if you want one. <laughs> I'll take one. I'll take right, one. Yeah, Charlie, I'll get you. <laughs> I mean, is it safe for me to wear outside in public? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I definitely rock that. No, I, I, I haven't worn a singlet since uh, freshman year in high school wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same idea. Same idea. <laughs> do they do they have the little uh, the little pants on them or no? Oh, I can, I can get you some short shorts too. Oh, some silkies. Hey, you gotta go yeah. all the way, Dan. Exactly. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. all right. All right. One day, one day, Charles comes over here. We'll be we'll be out in the yard playing basketball or uh, or playing wiffle ball. I'll be wearing those silkies. Exactly. You look like Larry Bird out there playing. Yeah. Uh, I gotta get that. I gotta get that fro going. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know. Growing up, uh, in I feel like I feel like everybody's from Newton. You know what do they put yeah. in that? First of all, what are they putting in that water? Okay. Second yeah. of all, I know your parents are uh, track athletes. You know yep. they went they went to Brown. Um, did that have any influence on you uh, growing you know, up? Yeah, you know, for me, the first sport I started playing, I played started playing soccer in first grade, and then I, I love soccer. I played until I was a junior in high school. Then senior year, I. I did cross country just because I didn't want to get hurt once I was committed. Um, but I started track at a very young age as well. I think maybe like sixth grade, I probably started for real. Um, and I did this program over in Waltham called Waltham Track Club. It's a great youth track and field program. Um, it's run by the Newton North uh, girls coach. He does a great job there just like helping kids develop, teaching them how to run, um, doing technique for the field events and everything. And that, that was a really great introduction to the sport because – a lot of kids will start training hard when they're young and training hard while you're young. Well, that's really great to be fast in middle school. You want to keep that going a little longer and try not to burn out too young. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, diving into college a little bit, man, what was your, you know, your welcome to college cross country moment? I think my welcome to college cross country moment was we do this workout during preseason every year with our old coach. It was called Hagen stone. It was this, uh, this like state park or something in North Carolina called Hagen stone state park. And it was essentially a race like on the, on the third day of practice or whatever during preseason. And it, it's like a two by like three mile or something. And basically he just, he lined us up. He said, all right, go. And it was a, it was like a three mile race on the second day of practice. And I was, I was not in shape to do that at the time. <laughs> so I, I did my first rep and I was like, yeah, that's it for me. Um, you know, and then, and then the other guys go on to do the second rep and run even faster. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm in the big leagues now. This is, mm-hmm. this is not new North anymore. <laughs> and that's, that's insane. I mean, what, what made you choose? Uh, I mean, do you have a choice at what distance you run? What, what type of races you want to compete in? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started out doing like the short races, like the 200, 400. And I did um, the long jump as well. did some field events. And then in sort of maybe in like eighth grade, I, I figured out that the 800 would be my, my best events. Um, so I picked that up and then in high school I did 200, 400, 800, 1000. Um, and now in college, my main focus is the 800. You picked up quite a few, uh, quite a few accolades and championships or, uh, or some, some pretty good milestones while you were in high school. Yeah, I was was watching some some of those, (laughs) some of those highlights and I think there was one video on there. It was, uh. I think it was one race you guys were running and you, you were down like, I think one event. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, seeing yeah, you run across the field trying to hype your team up. That was um well, so in New North, it's it's very strong track and field tradition. And we're actually undefeated for like 20 years in indoor uh dual meets, so like one on one against another school. Uh so 20 year undefeated streak on the line in outdoor track. They lost maybe in like the late 2000s sometime, but it's really like one loss in the past couple of decades. Um, and so that was a really intense meet for us. Uh, cause that was one that Wellesley is really good. And we had a, they had a chance to beat us. Um, and I, so the, the meet was tied coming down to the end of it and you can only do three events. So I had done my three events. Um, so I just had to stand there and watch, which was terrible for me. I wanted to be the one out there getting to seal the deal. Um, so my, my, I let my teammates uh, take over and they did their job and we ended up tying that meet. So wow. the tie kept the undefeated streak alive. I mean, a tie is still undefeated. Um, would have liked to have won that one. But at one point our coach told us, yeah, it's over. We lost. And then he came back over and said, you know what? We still have a, we still have a chance to tie this meet. So we went out there, tied the meet and maintained the undefeated streak. So it was good. It it's funny because I, I only know the calm, Theo. I only know, like, you know, seeing him yeah. run down the street, the calm, nice, Theo. I'm watching this video, and they're they're bleeping out words from him left and right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who is this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I also saw that, um, I think it was during the season, your your, co- your coach had passed away. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Coach Jim Blackburn, he was a longtime New North track and field coach, Um he had a huge influence in my life. He taught me so much about the sport and just like how to be as a, as a person. Um, and so he had been sick for a little while and he stepped away from the coaching and assistant coach took over who, who was great. I really love him. Um, and then coach Blackburn passed away and I, I think it was maybe March of that year. And it was a, it was a tough moment for all the guys on the team because he had such a huge influence in all of our lives. Um, but, you know, we went out there and we sort of started this thing like for Blackburn, Coach Blackburn, and we went out there and kept on winning all the meets. So it was, it was good. Yeah, That's rest awesome. in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, uh, talking a little bit more about the, the sport of track, uh, you know, what moment did you realize, you know, you can be really successful um, with this sport? Yeah, I think that that moment came for me. Um, I'd say my sophomore year of high school, I had a, I had a pretty um, pretty big results in uh, indoor 600 meters. I ran the 10th fastest time in high school history for the indoor 600 meters. Um, so that, that was a big one for me. It has since been surpassed. I, I maybe sit like 11th or 12th now. Um, but it was, it was really that moment for me that said, wow, okay. I have a lot more in the tank here and I can, I can do something pretty special over the next year. And then, so I'm, I'm still chasing that breakthrough right now, but I, I know it's coming. I think this year is going to be the year I got injured last year. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able I was to have to it say, then, but yeah. Yeah. But this year I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. I saw you got injured. What, what was the, uh, what was the injury? Yeah. Um, I got this, uh, I ruptured my plantar fascia in my right foot, um, Ooh. during a workout which was very painful, not fun. Um, I had to miss the entire all of indoor except for the first meet and then all of outdoor track as well. So lost a full year there, but I got to maintain the eligibility so I can now 
I'm, I'm all in at Duke for five years. Uh, I'm going to do a grad year and come back for year number five, but I now have the option for year number six. Year number me. six. Ooh. That's, that's, insane. yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a lot <laughs> so of you got the double win. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking on that, man, staying on that topic of, um, during the time you were, uh, you were out with your injury, you know, yeah. explain, explain a little bit how, how, how much mental it, it took you to like really just every day, you know, try to like, you know, get oh, yourself, yeah. you know, still in a positive thought, you know? Yeah. Running, running is a super hard one to be injured in. Um, just because running, it's like, if you take a day off, like you'll feel it. And if you yeah. take four months off, you're, you're really going to feel it. Um, and you know, I was just, I was rehabbing. I was doing physical therapy. I was on the bike, you know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, just working out. I was in the pool doing pool workouts, just doing anything I could to maintain my fitness to the extent that I could through the spring to get ready for a, a consistent summer of training. And then even then with uh, returning to running, this was the type of injury that will really just linger for a little while. So it, it took, you know, probably a full, a uh, you know, a couple, couple months really to, to get back to where I'm at now, but now I'm feeling healthy and fit and, and ready to roll for some good summer training. Here we go. We're ready for that. And Hey, I want to see you down Hayward stadium. Yeah. 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 Go out to yeah. Oregon. That would be cool. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> that's where I would love to. I mean, that's where, that's where all the tops go. So yeah. 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 They got to get out there. What do you, um, what do you feel is, I mean, <laughs> You you only talk about track and field, and you know you talk about uh, these types of things when it comes time for the Olympics. You know, do you yeah. feel like there's not a lot of light shed on these events that should be, or is it just because of where we're located, we're not able to find, you know, these certain types of things? Yeah, you know, I, that's a great question because yeah, the Olympics come around every four years and track and field kind of skyrockets to the top of sort of the national spotlight. Cause you know, summer Olympics, Usain Bolt winning the hundred, like it's kind of been a staple for the past four years, but he's gone now. Um, there's some new people in the mix. And I think that it's really important to recognize what track and field athletes do in those, those, those off years that are not Olympic years, because there's a world championships in there. There's um, some European circuits called the diamond league that actually makes its way the states i think once a year um there's some really serious competition that actually does get televised on nbc sports um occasionally so it, it's there for people who want to watch it and I, I would highly recommend watching it because some of these athletes are just incredible and, and really exciting to watch they put on a good show with it especially with the training i mean i i i went to high school you know and i i'd have friends that are in track and they're like they're not eating lunch because they have a meet after school or they got you know long distance cross country after school they're just sitting there pounding water all day i'm like you need to eat something he's like no 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 yeah. I, gotta, I gotta pee i gotta pee i gotta pee i gotta make sure i'm hydrated yeah. i'm like okay you know is that what what goes into say the night before a big a big meet you know i mean at least for me football the night before a huge game you know we have a pasta party and you know yeah. shave each other's heads off yeah exactly <laughs> well i think i think running it it's you really have to embrace it as a whole lifestyle you know it can't be one day on and then the next day off even on vacation like you just can't take a day off i think i maybe take 
two weeks all year off from running, uh, maybe three when I'm healthy, obviously I would, I took a couple months off there due to injury. Um, but it, it, you really got to commit to it as a lifestyle with just making sure you're eating clean, making sure you're staying hydrated, making sure you're training consistently because consistent training is the name of the game when it comes to especially uh, middle distance running. It's just, you need to build consistent years and stack consistent weeks, months, years in order to get where your, your goals are. Um, and then for like the night before a big race, um, for me, it's usually, you know, I like to have some pasta, something that'll, um, sit well for the next day. And then mostly it's just chill out. I think a lot of times in high school, for sure, I got really, really anxious and really wrapped up and thinking about the race well before I should have. And that, that will actually drain your energy. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I've been working on over the, over the past year or so is really trying to just, you know, live life, not worry about the race until it's, it's really start to get in that zone, maybe an hour before you're racing, just maintain, maintain your nerves, stay, stay calm. And that's been one thing that's helped me out a ton, just being a lot more, a lot more level leading up to the race. Wow. wow. Is that wow. something they've, they've taught you? you know, at Duke? I think that's just sort of something I've, I've developed on my own. They don't necessarily teach you that, but they do have, you know, the, the facilities and resources at Duke are amazing. You know, if you want to go speak to the, um, the sports psychologist, you can just set up an appointment and go through all that stuff with them. Um, but that's something that I really have sort of tried to dial in on my own. That's awesome. That's something a lot of people should probably yeah take (laughs) i mean i definitely should (laughs) um you know did you get offers from any other schools or or you just just had duke on your mind i was um my recruiting i got in track and field you don't it's not like football or basketball where they've just sort of got offers to toss out um because they know the kids are going to come. There's very limited scholarships in men's track and field and cross country um, just due to title nine and due to the fact that it's not a revenue sport. Um, So, you know, you don't really get an offer from a coach until you are basically at the point where I will commit if you give me this offer right now, you know? So I, my final, I think I got it down to like four schools. It was going to be at Duke university of Michigan, Georgetown, Mm -hmm and brown university and then he had to to throw brown in there exactly yeah 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 (laughs) um and then i i scheduled my official visits where you know you go out to the school meet the guys on the team get flown out it's that's the whole thing it was those are those are a big part of the recruiting process i scheduled my duke visit first because i knew that if everything went well there i would commit on the visit and be done with the whole process. And that's what happened for me. So I went on my Duke visit, uh, sort of the handshake with the coach and then got home and I called up the other coaches who I had been speaking to and canceled my visits with them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. that good. <laughs> talk, uh, talk, talk more in depth about it, man. Like, you know, uh, how, how does it really feel that you're actually uh, an athlete at, at Duke? university man because that's yeah yeah again, that's a again like we were saying offline that's a historic school um it really you know, is yeah you know how what's the atmosphere like of of being uh, a part of the uh it's like a family honestly 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, they say it's a brotherhood with the basketball team. I think that it will, that extends to all the other teams. Um, it, Duke's been ranked number one as the number one university for student athletes a couple of years running now. And I can tell you firsthand that that's absolutely true. It's just been the most amazing experience, the way they take care of us as athletes. Um, and you sort of compare it to how I know some of my, my, my uh, competitors and teammates from, from the high school days, how they're being treated by their universities. We're just operating in a completely different atmosphere. Um, you know, like the Ivy League canceled a lot of competition like over the past you know, year and a half due to COVID and being in the ACC, like being in a conference that really takes the sport seriously, they, you know, they moved mountains to get us to be able to compete. And Duke kept us really safe during COVID. We were getting tested every day. Um, we would only go to universities that adhered to Duke's standards of COVID safety. So we, we were really getting taken care of there. And it actually showed the men's, um, men's and women's cross country teams. They were, one of the only teams on campus at Duke to have no COVID cases. And that was, that's just sort of a testament to how seriously Duke was taking it and just how lucky I was to be there, especially during this whole thing. Wow. I mean, you know, you, you just said a little bit about with the COVID, you know, uh, you know, 2020 was very difficult for the whole country. How, what did you take out of uh, the year 2020, man? Yeah, I think, I mean, COVID for me, I, so we uh, went home from school in March of uh, 2020 and for spring break. And then we got an email halfway through spring break that said, yeah, you're not coming back this semester. So I really used that time to refocus my training and really dive into all the aspects of uh, consistent training outside of just the running part. And I think I really developed like as an athlete and just as a person during that time, because I was able to commit that much more time to my training mm. and really turn it into a lifestyle thing at that point. Whereas before, you know, I loved running, but I hadn't fully committed my lifestyle to it. But I think during that COVID pandemic, you know, everyone had a ton of time on their hands. I, I picked up the routine of working out two, three times a day, every day to, to get to where I want to be. Wow. Two, three yeah. times a day. Dang. <laughs> I yeah. wish. Two days for me, uh, the next three days, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's great, though. That's great. That's really good. Really. Now, do you ever any uh, – I know some some former people we've had on here, uh, we asked them a little question like, you know, do you have, say, for football, you know, do you guys have the basketball team or somebody else coming out, you know, wanting to, wanting to play you guys in, like, street ball or whatever? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Have, do you have any, like – of the football running backs, wide receivers try to run with you guys? You know, there actually are, um, there've been a couple of guys on the football team who have joined the, the sprint squad in the spring. Uh, they run the hundred and the 200, sometimes even indoor track as well. They, they'll do the 60 meters. Um, we're the, I'm, you saw I'm on the cross country roster. So we practice separately from them. So I haven't really gotten the chance to get to know them well, but you see them around in the locker room and they're super cool guys. And it's pretty fun to be like, wow, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm the lanky distance runner. And here's some football, <laughs> football players walking around in my locker room. It's, 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 it's pretty fun. It's cool to see those guys, you know, and watch them go out there, compete against some of the nation's fastest kids and, and totally hold their own, you know. It's pretty right. cool. Man. <laughs> now I want to see you guys face a basketball team. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. We'll see them, um, you know, during preseason, they see us out there every morning, super early. And then some days we'll see them out there, you know, they're, they're having to run some, I don't even know what they would do, but maybe 400s, one lappers. I doubt they're doing miles on the track, but they're out there. They're, they're jogging, they're doing their thing. And it's, it's funny to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no you know, shade the, though. No shade. Exactly. Yeah. These huge guys like doing what we do every day. It's, it's pretty funny. You got to sit there and critique them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to tell Zion how to run. I think yeah. I would just, I would just <laughs> exactly. let him do his thing. Yeah. Well, you got to teach him how to play basketball now. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I could use some pointers from him. Yeah. I got, I got to work on my pickup game. Yeah. Uh, one, one, one of the questions that uh, I just wanted to get out the way, because again, I always had this vision of talking to somebody that either plays or coaches at Duke. Have you, have you met coach K before? I have not met Coach K. Oh. I, w- I wish I could say I have. Um, <laughs> Coach K on campus, he actually he stays pretty secluded. You know, I'll see I'll see Coach Shire, who mm-hmm. is going to be a successor. I, I see him around. I see Nolan Smith, yep. who was the director of basketball operations. Now he's named uh, associate head coach for the uh, the upcoming new era of Duke basketball. Um, you see those guys around on campus, showing recruits around, just walking around, grabbing some food. But Coach K, I think that he, you know, because at, at Duke, there's always some tourists on campus, you know, taking pictures at Cameron Indoor or, you know, taking pictures in front of the chapel. So there's always people around who, if they saw Coach K, they would be like, wow, that's Coach K. We got to stop and take a picture. And I think that I think he knows that and tries to avoid it for that reason, um, because my buddy who actually he was staying on campus a little later than us this year. I, I went home because I didn't I was injured. But he was he kept going to the postseason and he said that all of a sudden he was seeing Coach K around every everywhere once all the students were off campus and once once everything died down a little bit. So I think that he sort of tr- tries to keep to himself during the school year. Mm. He's a hermit crab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I have seen him a couple of times. You know, every time you go to a game, he's obviously in there. And that's yeah. that's so cool to 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 be in there, be in the in the student section in Cameron with the Cameron crazies. And then Coach K comes walking out across the floor. It's it's a it's a really fun experience. Um, and then I also saw him another the other time I saw him. We were at the um, the University Black Lives Matter protest run by the um, by Nolan Smith. He put it, put it together with the in conjunction with the athletic department and the basketball team. And Coach K got up there and gave a really powerful speech. Um, so that was super cool to hear from him. You know, in that setting, wow. uh, just setting a great example for all the student athletes and all the students at Duke. Amazing. Wow. Well, if you see him, tell him Charles McCray says hi. Yeah, I got you. I will. I will. I don't know. I always thought he wore a wig, so you just snatched that thing right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but hey, you know, believe it or not, this this used this used to be in shape, okay? Uh, when I was in the Army, we used to have to wake up at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning and certain days we would have to run this hill it's it was yep. called net it was called netzerberg hill and the night before our first sergeant he'd be like all right you gotta you gotta take one baby aspirin uh at night and make sure you hydrate and netzerberg hill was like i don't know i don't know math a geography ge- geometry whatever the hell you want to yeah. call it <laughs> um you know, it's at it's at like a, a 45 50 degree angle just like boop 
and it's like a mile yeah. and a half, two miles. And yeah, that's long. It, that's long. It was terrible. Would you suggest taking a baby aspirin to possibly thin your blood out to make it to make it move faster? Is there like any any tips or tricks? Tips that... or tricks? Um, you know, I think honestly, just drinking a ton of water it'll, it'll make all the difference in the world. The next day when you wake up and go run. Cause if I can feel it on days where I don't drink any water, I feel like garbage in the morning and my run is garbage. Um, so I'd say keep drinking the water. Um, but to make the runs feel better though, the other thing is just, um, it's, it's really the water. Sometimes in the morning I'll take an Advil if my knee hurting cause my knees hurt a lot. Um, <laughs> but it, it's mostly the water I'd say. Um, can't relay that information. The water. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. The water boy's on, uh, uh, at least it was on TNT, TNT <laughs> yeah. earlier. Um, yeah, stick see. to your what, water, man. Water's what, are you, what are you majoring in right now? Yeah, so I'm studying. I'm doing a double major. I'm doing economics and Spanish. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You, you got to teach us some Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll teach you sometime. We've, We've we've been together with our wives for quite some time, and they both speak Spanish. And oh, really? Uh, Oy yeah. poquito, poquito. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely gotta definitely gotta learn that Spanish. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. It's, now, it's, it's it's difficult. <laughs> now coming out of that, you said that you wanted to go back to grad school. What do you what do you plan yeah. on doing there? Yeah. So Duke has a program called a Master's of Management Science, which is you know, they won't tell you that it's tailored to the athletes, but it's a program that is particularly accessible to fifth year student athletes. Um, and it, it's from, from my teammates who have done it so far, it sounds like it's a pretty manageable uh, workload and it really gives you the opportunity to dial it in for that one last year to really go chase your goals um, without so much of that, that school burden on top of it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to do that one. That's I've got that lined up. Um, that's sort of my plan for the fifth year. And that's that one's nice because it's a, it's that one year program. And then it counts as one half of an MBA. So I can mm -hmm. go back at some point, go back to Duke. You know, I can come back five, six, seven, eight years later and just do one year and they will combine for an MBA, which is a really, really cool opportunity. Wow. Um, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. You say that because, you know, I think, you know, with the, with the younger, uh, generation coming up, especially because if you think about it, a lot of these, uh, the reason why I I've always been intrigued with track and field and cross country, because, you know, it's anybody can do it. Anybody can be yeah. involved, in yeah, it, especially, yeah. especially in high school. I, I was too lazy to do it, you know, because, you know, anybody can make the teams, you know, it's just exactly. You know, yeah. Certain people quit after <laughs> certain people stay on the team, you know, and, uh, I, I you know, t talk a little bit about, you know, bef even before uh, 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 the meet, you know, how locked in should you be um, before a race or, or the day or, or the day of the race? How locked in should uh, 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 the future uh cross country athletes should be um before yeah should, should they be calm should they be you know you know distracting distracting exactly, themselves with yeah. music or anything like what, what what do you suggest uh yeah well that? that that's the thing it's it's such an accessible sport and that's that's one of the reasons why i love it so much anybody can grab a pair of shoes and 
go for a run and you know see how they do. Um, but I think for that the race day, um, like I said, like in the past, I've gotten I've gotten super worked up. I've been you know not able to eat in the morning, like just the nerves are going crazy. Um, but now I like you know go for a shakeout run in the morning, just really relax, mm. um, just go jog for ten minutes, get the legs moving, get the blood pumping. Um, and then just go back, you know, we're, we're on the road in a hotel room. So you can just go back to your hotel room, absolutely chill out, watch some Netflix, watch some TV, do some homework, whatever. We'll sort of take your mind off your race. Um, and then after, afterwards, you know, you hop on the bus, you go over to the track, you're like, okay, head it over now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start to get, start to lock in a little bit more. And then, you know, sometimes you have to kill like 45 minutes at the track before you go warm up for your race. I typically like to get moving an hour before the gun's supposed to go off for my race. Um, and then, so at that point, once I go for my, my warm-up run, that's when it's like, okay, here we go. It's, it's race day. It's race time. Let's start to, to get in that race day mode. But I, I like to try and push it off as long as I can because, like I said, I do think it takes a lot of mental energy to, to stay locked in like that all day long, you know, mm-hmm. even the, the night before. And that'll just that'll put you on edge, and and you can feel it when you get on the line if if you're calm or if you're not. And being calm is is a huge huge advantage over your competitors. And and when that and when like you said, uh, when that gun goes off, like when you're on the go, what is what is going through your mind? Are you just trusting yeah. your Are you trusting your work uh, that you put yeah, in? Yeah, or you just like, that one is the biggest one for me. It's it's confidence in your training. Um, I've had times where I've been racing and I had very little confidence in my training and it showed in my results. Mm. Um, but when you're confident in your, in your training and you know that you've, you've hurt more in practice than this race can possibly make you hurt. That's when you're like, all right, I just got to go for it now. You know, I've been there. I've, I've put in the work. Now it's time to just go let a result. It's sort of one of my coaches. He liked to say racing is a celebration of your training. Don't think about it as, you know, oh, it's a stressful, it's a rest day. Think about it as a celebration of your training. You've, you've put in all this work. You've dealt with the stress. You've dealt with um, all the hardships of training. Now just go out there, go race, and see what you can do. And I think ad- adopting that mentality has been one thing that's helped me a ton in just staying calm for race day. Wow. Now, would you say something like, uh, I mean, I know – student athletes they they get drug tested you know every mm-hmm. you know, almost every week probably um you know the whole entire situation going on with shikari richardson right now yeah you know, she she knew what she was doing you know she came out and she apologized uh now you know there's the japan's on lockdown for for yep. covid right now they shut down so i mean this this was something i wanted to bring up with you charles but i figured what better person to talk about it you know how, I mean, it's been probably fifteen some odd years since I since you know I've smoked weed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would make me faster. I don't like. Do you? Do you feel yeah. like there should be something written? You know, now that you know marijuana is legal in almost every yeah. single state. I mean, this is this conversation is the number one hot topic in track and field right now because you know you have Shakari Richardson she's absolutely putting on a show for for people to watch at the olympic trials and people love her like i love her she's she's an outstanding athlete oh my god so talented and she she can command an audience like like nobody i've ever seen before 
And that's one of the big things that makes the superstars in track and field. Like you look at Usain Bolt, like he goes out there, he wins the race and he puts on a show for everyone afterwards. And that, that's how you remember the name. Obviously. Yeah. He's a world record holder. He won all these gold medals, but he, he really gave the fans what they wanted to put on the show. And I think Shikari, she, she has that potential as well. I think um, I watched, I watched her race while she was at LSU. I watched her destroy everybody in the NCAA. I was like, wow, here we go. This is, this is the real deal. She's a freshman right now. She just won the NCAA title at the hundred meters. Like she's, she's going to be a big deal. And so, you know, you fast forward two years to Olympic trials year, she's at the trials and, and she is the number one name in the women's hundred meters. And so everyone in the track world knows that at the time, but you know, the mainstream does not really register, you know, people in the track and field world leading up to Olympics, even at the Olympic trials. Um, but then she goes out there, she runs fast. ESPN gives her some love and then boom, all of a sudden, like she's mainstream, which was just so exciting to see, to, to see a track and field athlete out there, like, you know, on sports center on, on all in my Instagram feed, like everywhere. And then, you know, the news comes out after she, she runs the world's fastest time in the hundred to, to, I believe it was the world's fastest. It might've been the second fastest. There's a very fast woman in Jamaica right now. Um, and then, so she wins the U S Olympic trials, which is essentially puts you in very good contention to go get a medal in Tokyo to win the U S Olympic trials. Um, and then the news comes out that she was stressed and she smokes marijuana she at the Olympic mother. trials. <laughs> she lost, she lost her mother. And you know, the details of that are, are very interesting. It's, it's someone said that a reporter was the one who told her that she lost her mother. And like, you know, that's just, that's a lot. So, you know, she was stressed and she decided to de-stress and you know, it's, it's a terrible situation because I think that the USA track and field guidelines that say like, you know, she needs to be banned from the Olympics because of her actions here. That's probably an outdated rule, you know, that has not caught up to right. like, she's an organ. That's a completely legal thing to do in the eyes of the law, but in the eyes of USA track and field, that was a violation. So that, um, that disqualified her from her hundred meter results but it still left the door open for her to be selected by the USA track and field selection committee for the four by 100 relay pool. So the top three athletes in the hundred get to go to Tokyo and represent the United States on the, in the individual race, but there's a four by 100 meter relay as well. So they have three athletes going and yeah, they bring a fourth, but you need some alternate athletes as well in case someone's tired, someone gets injured and to not tire people out before their individual races. So USA track and field did have the option to bring her um, in as part of that pool, because that's a selection committee. That's not a strictly based on the results at the Olympic trials. And they, they chose not to bring her. And they said that it's because they want to adhere by their, their own anti-doping policy. So the USA track and field made that decision to leave her at home, which is, it's, it's a really tough one to see. Um, and again, I think for me, from my point of view, it, it just goes back to some outdated policies that the USA track and field uh, sort of in their, in their guidelines and their bylaws that probably need some updating because I think that's like Daniel, like you said, like, I don't, I don't know if weed is going to make you faster. I think it's, if anything, it might slow you down. You know, you don't want to put stuff in your lungs. That's not supposed mm -hmm. to be there if you're trying to run yeah. fast. Um, right. 
so it's just it's just a terrible situation um and it, it unfortunately it draws the wrong kind of attention to track and field um you know you don't want to you don't want this what's supposed to be the face of united states track and field women's track and field to be in the news because of a drug scandal you want her to be in the news because she's an olympic gold medalist which she had a, a very very good chance to go do um so it, w- it was just very heartbreaking for for myself my teammates everyone who's a fan of the sport now do you see i know dk metcalf came out and ran yeah what was it the the 100 meter i think it was yeah he, yeah he ran the 100 against um some pros in california it, a couple do you think couple months ago yeah do you think that that also brings some sort of attention to the sport yeah, absolutely. That, that should be needed i think i think it's, it's very cool to think about that comparison between the nfl speed and the track speed and you know i might have a biased point of view but i think the track speed is is definitely going to win that one i think it, it was very funny how that that one was reported by like bleach report or something so so dk he came in last in that heat so he came in i think it was eighth right so there were eight eight athletes in that race he came in eighth bleacher report goes and posts dk math dk metcalf finishes eighth in 100 meters at a professional track meet so he finished eighth in that heat and then I, everyone else in the other heat also ran faster than him. So he actually finished like, you know, 16th or 17th. But, you know, the Bleach Report, the details, whatever. Um, and, you know, the time he ran, he ran, I think it was like 10.36 or something, which is like a great time. That would kick my ass. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I could not keep up with that for 100 meters. Um, but, you know, the world record, is I think it's something like 10.58. And in 100 meters, that those eight tenths of a second or whatever it is that is night and day even you know one tenth of a second two tenths of a second that when you when you see that in real time you watch a guy run 10 3 next to a guy who runs 9 9 like that's you know it's it's gonna be a 20 meter difference over 100 meters it's a it's a fifth of the race um but it, it's so cool that dk's out there because people from nfl fans probably tuned into that meet and watch these guys run fast, and we're like, wow, this is pretty cool. Maybe we should start watching this on a more regular basis, you know? They should. Now, when when do you guys typically have your meets? You know, mornings, nights, weekends, afternoons? Um, it sort of it sort of depends on the on the meets. Um I I prefer a race, you know, early mid mid morning, late morning. Um, but some some meets are afternoon, some meets are evening. Really just depends on the meet. Uh, depends on the the weather too. They'll they'll push around meets if it's going to be nasty outside. They'll delay them for heat. They delayed the Olympic trials um, a couple weeks ago there, due to the the crazy heat wave out in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but it yeah, it just depends on the meet and what's going on there. Because I would I, I'd probably rather watch you know a track meet compared to some English Premier League soccer uh, yeah. going on yeah, Saturday, yeah, yeah. Sunday mornings. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, these guys, 90 minutes, no goals. All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I feel like with track, you know, it's it's more fast pace, and I think that's what people are looking for at this point. You know, they, they like yeah. the fast-paced sports. You know, that's why I, I hate to say, you know, I see baseball dying down until they change something going on there. Yeah, um, but I mean, DK yeah, Metcalf. I mean, I, I I think it would be it would be tough to see 
track really come into that spotlight spotlight at the level of baseball is just because of the accessibility to the sport like it's very high for um athletes who want to pick it up in middle school high school but post collegially like to continue running professionally it's it's very difficult um because there's no money in the sport you know it's not it's not like baseball basketball football where you know you you graduate or you don't even some a lot of times guys don't even graduate college they'll go get a multi-million dollar signing bonus and then boom track and field that does not exist um so it's it's just hard to to create that same level of excitement in the professional ranks just because there's just not as much money as other sports and it should it should be though it should be because you know you know, I and I feel like it's the reason being because you know with this with the, how the world is it works a little bit when it comes to sports, people like to see the trash talking, the yeah. you know the high intensity pace of, of of a game or you know certain sport. I I just feel like when it comes to track and field, like man, that takes a lot. It takes a lot on the body, and that's what I respect yeah. more of, of of people that of athletes that do that um, that play that sport because. Man, like, like we talked about earlier, the grind uh, every day, you know, that you got to put yourself through. Um, a lot of people don't really understand what really goes behind the scenes on that. Um, but that was my question uh, is, you know, uh, during the meet, is there any type of trash talking against the, the opponent or is it just everybody's just focused on? Yeah, you know, race? There, maybe there's some before and after. Um, but generally at the meet everybody's very respectful um there's not much and i mean if you are out there uh talking trash to opponents officials uh do they do reserve the right to disqualify you if you say something um which i mean i you know yeah that that takes away from sort of a, a a tv quality that uh some people might be looking for in what they're watching on tv but I also think, you know, you don't want to distract from just the pure performance aspect of the sport because that that is what um, what track and field is to me. You know, it's it's just you put two people on the line and they go blood and guts to see who runs faster. And yeah. that's that. The, the clock doesn't lie. You know, you can you can talk all the trash you want, but at <laughs> the end of the day, one person runs faster and then the other person doesn't. You know, it, it's not like in yeah. some of these other sports – so many other things factor into what happens, but track and field is really like, did you show up on that day or did you not? Even if you're going against North Carolina or see, yeah, see the North Carolina <laughs> one, it, it's cool. We see that we see them at a lot of meets actually. So we get a lot of opportunities to race them. Oh, um, nice. Nice. So it, it, it's always fun to, to line up against a Carolina guy and try and, and, try and kick their butt. <laughs> there you go. Now, see, that's trash talking right there. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't think he says but. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, talking about, I've I've always heard, you know, well, while I was in season playing my sports, you know, don't run on the treadmill. For some strange reason, don't run on the treadmill. Go run on the track. Don't run on the treadmill. Go run on the track. Go run on the street. Well, why do why is there such I guess negative negativity yeah. against yeah, against you know, a treadmill? There's some, <laughs> there's some stigma around the treadmill. For me, basically I I avoid the treadmill because um I use it a lot during rehab actually. That it's it's a great rehab tool. Um but 
when you're running on a treadmill, the tread is going and your feet are just spinning, keeping up with the tread. But when you're running on the street, you actually have to create that force yourself. Mm-hmm. So propel yourself forward on the, on the treadmill. You're just sort of like a hamster in a hamster wheel, just spinning. Um, but when you're actually running, you have to create a lot more force in it and it, and it uses different muscles as well. Damn. I've been doing it wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> the treadmill the treadmill's great though. I think that when you're trying to train, um, you know, it, it's all about putting in miles and getting miles on your legs. Yeah. Uh, you know, if like the last week when it was like 105 real field temperature wise, yeah, I, I would have loved to have access to a treadmill to say the least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to get some water while I'm uh, while I'm running, but right. you know uh, there there are times when the treadmill is great, and then there's other times where just getting out there and get, getting for a run and getting that time on your feet is is pretty valuable for for training to run your fastest. It's a totally different thing um, for sort of just like personal fitness. Um, I think the treadmill is great. It's it's a lot more convenient than having to go leave your house and for you know an hour just out there running. I always figured it was because I always figured it was because, you know, you, you have the option to stop and then you can just yeah. walk away. Yeah. Whereas where you're running out in the street, you're like, right. You got to run back now and get your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's probably, that's what, probably some of that too. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I respect, again, going back to like, that's why I respect every, uh, everyone that plays uh, the track and field because you guys are out during when it's 105 degrees outside the snow uh uh, 30 degrees 20 degrees like you you guys are really uh are putting in the work with it with that with your craft and again man not not that many people could say they they can do that or have the the mental uh capacity to put themselves in that type of environment uh because that takes a lot man and uh, and I, i even saw a lot of people during when it was 105 degree people running and like, you know, and just putting in the work like it's nothing, yeah. you know? So I really respect that man for real. Yeah. I appreciate that. It, it, for me, I kind of, it's just like, it's a, the whole thing's a mental game. It's like, yeah, this morning, did I feel good? Did I want to run? No, but is, is pushing the run to the afternoon. Is that even an option? No, not really. Like you, you just got to get out the door and get moving. And then, you know, five minutes since you run, you're like, I'm really glad I'm out here right now, you know, because because yeah. I love doing it. That's that's the main reason I do it is because I, I truly love it so much. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's something I need to take into account. But, you know, oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> getting on a treadmill after this, though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> get on the treadmill. We just talked about this, Charles. No treadmills. But this whole get rid of the Nordic and... track, the, the Tony Little uh, Gazelle, all right? <laughs> just get rid of it. Just hit the streets. Hit the hit streets to win. All right? <laughs> no, but, you know, winding down just a little bit, you know, do you have any advice – you know, for, for, you know, young track athletes to get to a position of where you're at right now and, you know, how to better themselves and better their craft as well as, you know, potentially make it to the Mm -hmm. collegiate level and possibly Olympic level. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing, like when you're young and running, it's, it's all about just having fun. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with track and field when I was younger, and that's part of why I love it so much now. And I think it, it's really important to, you know, when you're little, like 
just play sports to have fun, you know, and, and start to just build that competitive nature within yourself. And, and you'll, you find out pretty quickly whether or not it's for you. Cause you know, like I, I can't imagine my life without, without sports, without the structure of sports, like without working out every single day, like that's just what I've done for the longest time now. And I, I'm really, you know, the, one of the great things about running is it's a lifelong sport, you know? Yeah. You may, you may stop running um, competitively in college, but you know, you can go do marathons, half marathons, just to run with your friends afterwards. So it, it's just such a great sport. And I, I encourage anybody to go out there and try it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I have two more questions. All right. Yeah. Now, how good how, do you know your, your history of track and field runners? Yeah. 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 I, I know. Okay. I know. And so I'm going to ask you a question. Obviously you could tell me if you don't know, know them. All right. You could just okay. to, all right. So if I give, I give you a call, right. I say, yo, yep. Theo, I need you to bring one more person to come race other people. All right. You got Usain Bolt. Yeah. You got Allison Felix. Yep. You got Carl Lewis. Yeah. My favorite, uh, my goat in the track and field, Michael, Michael Johnson. Yep. Who, who are you picking to go run with you and win that race? And, and you have to explain why. Who would I want? Who would be my pick to win that race? No. Who, who would you want to partner with you to go? Okay. Who Who would I yeah. take as my as my teammate? As your, yeah. Exactly. I would I would probably pick Bolt. I think that's. <laughs> I mean, watching that guy run for a dude who I mean he's like six three racing. A lot of these hundred meters hundred meter sprinters, they're 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 smaller guys. They're like five ten to six foot. Watching him race is is just the most unreal thing ever, and I think that's. <laughs> Just getting to be with him would be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah going against, yeah, those, and those were some goats that I named too. Oh, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> you know, yeah, Usain Bolt, man. He's a, yeah, he's a cheat code. He's a cheat code. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember watching uh, the first time I saw him on TV, I thought it was uh, like a Photoshop of his, of his tape that just said Bolt. I'm like, this guy's yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not real. <laughs> Oh man. And you know, my last question for you, man, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the Olympics being here, you know, is that a goal that you have in mind for yourself to one day, hopefully attend and be a part of? Oh yeah. You know, the, the thing about track and field is there's, there's always the next level to take it to. I think that, that the Olympics is the dream of any kid who ever sets foot on a track ever. Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to, to take your goals one step at a time right now, like the next level for me is the ACC championships. Ooh. Right. And then the next level after that is the NCAA championships. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's the Olympic trials. Like, so those are sort of where my goals are. And I think, you know, just got to take them off one at a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be lying to you if I said, I don't dream about going to Olympics. Who doesn't, who's ever mm -hmm. ran. Um, it's also important to know that there's some guys out there in the United States, only the top three, 800 meter guys get to go. Right. And there are some guys who are some absolute hammers that are unreal, unreal. So it's a hefty goal to say the least. Yeah. But I, I think with that mindset you have uh, just speaking with you uh, almost like an hour, uh, you know, I, I def definitely feel the passion you have for the sport and with your craft and uh like you just said and it's so important what you just said taking the steps 
and you can control what you can control, right? So you take those steps, get those out the way, and then eventually you get there. I think, honestly, in my opinion, with that mindset you have, you know, I say everybody gets annoyed with me when I say it, but this this person behind me, that Mamba mentality, that's mm-hmm. what you that's what you have right now, and I and I see it with that with that with, with what you what you do with this sport, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best, man. I wish you nothing. Yes, sir. I I appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you. Definitely. The last thing I have, what is your favorite track to compete at? Favorite track to compete at would be the Reggie Lewis Center in Boston. It's a it's an outstanding track, and I have a lot of amazing memories there with my team, um, my family, and competitors there. So, in the ACC Championships, it, it rotates around and makes its way to BC, and it's been hosted there in the past. So, hopefully, I can I can get a homecoming race there sometime over the next three four years oh you got plenty of time as you said from the beginning you got plenty of time so exactly exactly (laughs) and you know you're from massachusetts when you say boston you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. exactly i love it i love it it. (laughs) there you go yeah all right this has Uh, been great we appreciate you coming on, Theo. Sorry Absolutely. for keeping you so late. I know you got to wake oh, up no early. Worries. I know you got to yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, but, I'll see you out there tomorrow, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's getting pretty late. I'm, oh, here I'm you go. Feeling well, go. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It depends. It depends on how hard it rains tonight. I might have to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> clear out a swimming pool in my basement <laughs> but yeah theo it's been awesome man and it's been um, amazing man yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna look out for you uh coming up and you know maybe we can get you on again you know yeah absolutely n- not maybe even after the olympics to give us your thoughts yeah, on yeah what, yeah what could have been what should have happened and yeah. you know who knows i mean i'll know, be watching every great. race so uh, i'll be able to keep you guys updated can you put it on the big screen so when I walk by, I can, uh, you know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Theo. It's been great, man. All right. Thanks, great, fellas. Brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem, bro. Here we go. Here we go, man. Learned a you lot. Know, it's it's definitely, you know, it, talking to not only, you know, Michaela and Taylor, you know, bringing yeah. light to women's basketball. You know, yeah. there's a lot of light that needs to be shed on track and field because, like Theo said, people don't understand what it's like to be a track athlete. They don't know what they're what they're doing to their bodies. Like people just see them. Okay, they go out, they run for 30 seconds, or they run for a minute. They run for, you know, that's all they see, and that's all Sports Center will ever show. Yeah, it's kind of sad, you know, and in yeah. My brother, he's out in Oregon. He's a, he's a freshman in Oregon, and he sends me pictures of Haywood uh, Haywood Stadium, and that's where they have um, that's where they host the uh, NCAA championship for for track and field. Wow. And you know, he's sending me videos, and I'm like, I would much rather watch that than 182 Red Sox games. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jesus! Strike ball! Strike! Uh, it's insane but definitely yeah. there, there there needs to be some change on you know the the media side as well as you know you do catch a few meets every once in a while but that's only the big ones off season 
or when DK Metcalf decides to say, "Hey, let me let me go out and you know, flex all my muscles. I can beat all these guys." Okay, whatever. You lost. He lost. Right. But just to just to piggyback what you're saying, man, and I agree with you 100. percent I I just feel like, man, it's unfair that with the the where the world is now with sports. Uh, and honestly, it's been like this when it comes to track. Not that not that much light put on the sport. It needs to be a change. It has to be because everybody is starting to change. Everybody's honestly starting to really pick it up a little bit of like, oh, let me try this out. Let me try something different. Mm-hmm. Look at the boxing world. Everybody wants to be a boxer now. <laughs> you know, everybody's trying Conor something. McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> Who else wants so, to be a boxer? Jay Paul. <laughs> Chad Ochocinco, uh, you know. Oh, <laughs> so, but but honestly, man, I, I think, and, and again, like, honestly, and I'm not even just saying this because we have Theo on, but like, just hearing him and talking to him, I might think about honestly trying different like routines and workouts when it comes to track because, you know, we I think we all as people just need to have a more open mind minded uh uh mindset and just really go out try stuff that we never did before and then track and field man that takes a lot of dedication and i see it with theo man he wants it he wants to be great so and especially with you you know the skills trainer you can you, yeah. you gotta start running those kids yeah tell them to go, tell them to go run some laps yeah <laughs> i mean definitely while yeah. you're running up and down the court you know the for for the whole entire game so right exactly it definitely definitely does a lot of work for you but yeah. track is definitely something that needs you know like i said more light shed upon it yeah but definitely. <clears throat> moving on Uh-oh. we have the sun's box game, game two. two going on right now uh, let's scores. let's check the score. Let's let's give it a quick score check. I think the Bucks are going to win tonight. And, yeah, me too. Yeah, they're they're losing fifty six forty five at <laughs> God. Well, this might be a sweep. Uh no, it's not going to happen. Like I like I said, Tony Brothers or Scott Foster. Yeah, if they are refing any of these games, Scott Foster <laughs> is known as the series lengthener yeah and if you watch any games that he refs i'm telling you the 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 calls the no calls you name it he's the lengthener i think to the nba's extent they want to create as much you know as much i guess content as you will to gain that revenue. And I mean, let's be real, you know, sports is entertainment, but it's also a business. So, yeah. and I don't care what you say, if you're, if you're a gambler or if you're a hard, diehard fan, you know, these games go these lengths for a reason. And I, I personally think Tampa just wanted to let uh, yeah. Montreal win just to get that championship at home. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're wiping the floor with them for three games, and then all of a yeah. sudden, oh, you lost in overtime. What lost to bring it home overtime. for a 1-0 shutout? <laughs> I don't I know. That's that. a different. That's a that 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 is an absolute different topic for <laughs> for once we come back from break. And yeah, I have I've reached my limit with unleash. That. We're gonna unleash. Let's go. I don't know how much I can unleash. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta keep it at like a five, maybe maybe a five. not a ten about a five um yeah we're, we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back we got a uh, big ufc match we have Ooh. nba finals going on 
Let's go. This stupid Tampa Bay Lightning championship. Uh, you know, we got some other things too, but uh, we'll be uh, we'll be right back. So you know what I just noticed on that logo? What's up? We don't have... I don't... I made a Twitch account. Maybe we should switch from possibly Twitter to Twitch because let's be real, Twitter is filled with nothing but a bunch of toxic people. Uh, I wasn't even thinking, let's go TikTok. What? what? <laughs> Listen, I was born in 1990. Okay? <laughs> All I know is my five-year-old daughter's on TikTok. Okay? I don't want to do anything <laughs> that puts me in the same category as my five-year-old daughter. <laughs> I might be the cool dad, but I don't want to be that cool, you know. Um, no, but you're right about that. Man, maybe we switch over to, to Twitch and, you know, maybe give Twitter uh, a little break. Uh, I mean... Shout out I've to been Twitter, given Twitter. You know? I've been given Twitter yeah. a break. It's, it's <laughs> nothing good comes out of there. Uh, so I don't know. Where do you want to? Do you want to start NBA? Or you want to start NHL? Let's so, let's let's go NHL because you came you right. came off hot. You came off hot, and uh, yeah. you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. I've been arguing with people all day on Instagram, all day. <laughs> people posting Tampa Bay Lightning win, Tampa Bay back to back, Tampa Bay. And then they post all this stupid. I'm like, listen, you guys are cheaters. I don't care if you <laughs> if you found the loophole to get to the other side, okay? You you killed Brady with the flake gate. You killed Belichick with Spygate. You 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 killed all these people. And now we're coming after you because you guys are over. The salary cap over the salary cap in any other sport. I don't care. You put the guy on long-term injured reserve for, uh, I mean, you know, say put him on back in January. Oh, all of a sudden here come the NHL playoffs, you know, a month out. Let's go ahead and, you know, these guys are good to go, but we're not going to tell them they're healthy, even though we know for sure they're healthy. Right. And then boom. Here you go. Tampa Bay Lightning. Stanley Cup winners. Back to back. Back to back. My gosh. Cheater. 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 (laughs) I'm going to type it out right now. Okay. In big, bold. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cheaters. Come on. Don't do it. Tampa Bay 
Hey, we might got some, we might we might have some Tampa fans, man. Come on, we might have some Tampa fans for the Do show. Do not care. <laughs> there it is, cheaters. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning, you are cheaters. You are cheaters. I do not care. I do not care. You guys weaseled away, and everybody's always coming up with the same thing. It's legal. It's legal. It's legal. Yeah, it's legal until you get called out for it. And then what? you got to be under the salary cap going into next season. What are you going to do? Yeah. I, I agree oh, well. with that. I, I agree with that. Honestly, I do. Uh, but, again, like what else? What, the, the, the sports world in general – Everybody cheats in every sport. If you think about it, they do. Everybody cheats. Everybody goes where the wave is. Once Brady went to Tampa, we should have all known that. All right, Tampa's gonna be legit for a minute now. You know, Brady brings revenue. Uh, that that he wins the Super Bowl. You know it, that that just that just carries on with with the momentum. So it could be a momentum too because. You know, you got to give players uh, a little bit of credit. They feed off of that momentum, too. But at the same time, man, facts are facts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, facts are facts, you know. <laughs> I, call, call it like you will. I, I took this from Barstool Sportsbook, okay? Yeah. Where Tom Brady calls home, going back from <laughs> 1980. 1980 yeah. to 94, he lived in the Bay Area. The champions Bay. were the Oakland Raiders, 49ers four years four years and four years the Oakland A's and the San Francisco 49ers again and then when he went on to go play at Michigan okay lived in the Detroit metro area the University of Michigan won the national championship the Detroit Tigers oh no Detroit Red Wings and Tigers are always irrelevant uh, Stanley Cup champs and then you head on over to Boston okay from 2001 until 2018, the Patriots, we don't need to talk about how many championships they yeah. won. Red Sox, same. Yeah, and then we had a Celtics and a Bruin, uh, Celtics and a Bruins championship in there. And then here you go. 2020, you get Tampa. You get Tampa. In 2021, you get Tampa. Might, might get them next year. They're running it back. I already told you that. <laughs> I already told you that. I don't care just, how many people come at me and say, oh, but Pat Mahomes is coming out strong. I don't care about Pat Mahomes. I already told you. It's going to be Bill's Bucks. Bill's Bucks. But but that's what I'm saying. If Brady wins again, we cannot be surprised if all the Tampa Bay, all the rest of the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa teams start getting on a winning streak. It's just, it's just how it goes, man. This is how it goes. The momentum swings. But then again, if you're over the salary cap, yeah, I got to fix that because that's a problem. Yeah, but Tampa's only got – well, actually, technically, technically, okay, Tampa only has one team. Very true. Tampa Bay Rays don't play in Tampa. They play in St. Petersburg. They Thank say, you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've that's been to true. that stadium. It's the worst stadium to ever watch a I baseball game about in. That. Yeah. It's in St. Petersburg. Okay. Yeah. They got yeah. Now they got to bring a basketball team. You know, just buy the Orlando Magic. That's it. Just buy it. I don't know. I think, I think people go to Orlando Magic games when they go to Disney with their family. And, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like putting a Vegas team out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's go watch a Knights game. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go watch a Raiders game now. Yeah. Who goes <laughs> to Raiders game? No, no. Come on. No shade, Oakland. No, shade. I love Oakland, but no, no Raiders. Yeah, no. I've never seen the West Coast. Really? No. Gotta, furthest gotta, I've been was Vegas when I was like 12 years old. 
you gotta yeah. you gotta get out there's <laughs> well, another play i mean i don't want to go to california i'm telling you i'm going to oh, oregon okay. i'm going to oh, oregon yeah. this year i'm yeah, going yeah. i don't care you can tell my bosses I'm going to be gone for the weekend. Uh, I, at this point, I do not care. <laughs> um, but do we but do yeah. we want to congratulate the Lightning? Do we want to no, just congratulate? Absolutely no, not. no, 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 no. I kind of no. want to. They're champions. Nope. It's just like what was it last year? I think it was last year. Bruins, Tampa. All of a sudden, Steven Stamkos gets healthy. Boom, he's on the ice. Boom, he's scoring goals. He's scoring goals. He's scoring goals. Okay, this guy's been inactive for so long, and then boom, oh, he's active. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I mean. What if they I win it again next year the right way? Mm, not going to happen. No. <laughs> not going to happen. Absolutely not. <sighs> Well, so what's <laughs> what, what 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 I don't I don't even want to talk about this anymore. In your eyes, mm. the NBA, yeah, who realistically is going to come out here as a champion? It kind of it's kind of similar to what we just said. What we're talking about now, man. You see, you see it, the way it's shaping up. The NBA wants to see Chris Paul win the championship. They really do, man. This is and and but at the same time, I'm not gonna take away Chris Paul's uh, uh, legacy right now because it shows he's a he's a he's a great leader. Uh, Devin Booker called him the best leader of all time. I kind of I gotta look in my my history book with that, but it just shows. Look what Chris Paul did last year with an Oklahoma City team. You know, got, got to the bubble and almost beat Houston and set uh, in seven, almost beat them in, in the seventh game. So, mm. you know, Chris, this is destined for Chris Paul. Is uh, again, it'll be very impressive as well beating the Greek freak. Um, I just feel like this is Chris Paul's moment now. If he anything can happen, though, anything can happen. I'm, I'm not, I'm knocking on wood right now, but hopefully, <laughs> the, hopefully, this is a clean, you know, no injury type of finals. Um, but you know, I, I'm gonna go with the the Suns, the Bucks. They just shoot a lot of three point shots, man. They they they're a horrible sh- uh, three point shooting team right now. They were the highest scoring team in the in the, in the regular season, but you know the playoffs pe- teams buckle down on you. So you know, I just I just feel like if you think about it, they kind of played better without Giannis. Um, those two games against Atlanta, um, the ball was moving. Uh, Chris Middleton was looking like a, a real all star. Uh, Drew Holiday, Gallinari, Gallinari. <laughs> you know, so Drew Holiday was playing well. The whole team, Brooke Lopez, um, Giannis, just you need to give him the ball. He's like set six nine, whatever, uh, how many pounds you weigh. You got to give him the ball. But I just feel like they play better, so that's why I got the Suns. I got the Suns either, Suns either in the seventh game or six games. Um, I'm kind of now if the Suns beat them uh, tonight, they'll be up two zero. I'm gonna go six games Suns. I mean, I know how hard it is to break your routine. And I just think it's completely hilarious that the fans, as soon as Giannis gets to the line, they're counting. They're counting because we all know he takes his time. One, we all know it. Two. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. If I was a fan, even though it's kind of disrespectful, I'll probably just do it just as so I can say I did it because – it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm just like, damn, you know, it's kind of this is where the, the, the league's getting to now. Like, that's kind of rude, but at the same time, it's kind of fun. So I don't know what I would do. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what you you have what 10 seconds to get that ball off 10 seconds yeah this dude almost had like 11 12 (laughs) they've counted to 12 and he's missing his layups i mean he's missing his free throws sorry airballing 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 not even like it would be a different outcome if he would hit his free throws that's it you know and that comes back down to basic you know basketball 101 I mean, that's, is he too that's big? One thing. Is he too strong? Yeah, that no, that's one thing. I mean, at least I like I I've said numerous times. I haven't played basketball since seventh and eighth grade, but I'm pretty sure that before you leave the gym, you need to hit ten free throws in a row. Sometimes a hundred. If people shoot like a hundred free throws before after practice. Well, this is seventh and eighth grade. This isn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA man <laughs> no but I I think you know I don't know I I'm not an athlete I, I I would never be in his shoes but you know you just gotta at some point you just need to block these people out and you need to speed your routine up or change it you don't gotta take and then get the ball yeah I don't yeah. know yeah I, 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 who do you, who do you have uh winning this series I do have the Suns. I, I do have the Suns. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to see Atlanta. Me too. Uh, I really wanted. I wanted to see Trey Young. Trey Young missed a couple of those games, and honestly, the Hawks played better than the Bucks. They did, but uh, there, there was too much. Know, I, yeah, too much. I was I was skeptical when uh, Giannis came back, and I was saying to myself, "He's going to get injured again." It's it's just his. I guess that's his routine. <laughs> he that, likes that getting injured. Injury was scary. I thought he, yeah. like he said, and he thought he was going to be out for a year. Yeah. So he, he's he's lucky to be playing. So you know, NBA Finals is a weird NBA Finals because LeBron James is not on there, or Steph Curry, or KD, or you know. So I love where the NBA is going now. I think it's going to make every team hungrier next year. <clears throat> Celtics, hopefully, you know. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes, but um. You know the the Olympics is is on. Well, now there's the Tokyo shutting down. I think they. I just saw mm-hmm. that they're that they're no no uh, spectators can come, so they're just gonna have teams play and no no crowds. Um, so I guess you know that's that's a bat. We're starting to go back to square one again, um, with this coronavirus stuff. But uh, you know, how do you like the? Uh, how, did you get a chance to see the roster of the Team USA? Um, I mean, I do. I mean. I like the fact that Tatum's wearing Kobe's number. Yeah. Just to, you know, because it's Kobe. But I think it would have been better on somebody else, honestly. Mm. I mean, mm. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I think Tatum's there, but there, there's definitely somebody else that could have, uh, you know, worn that it's jersey. A- and I, I think what you're, you're trying to say, which is, uh, you know, I, I get it. I think you, I think what you're trying to say, Taylor needs to prove himself still. He still, mm-hmm. he still needs to prove himself before he gets that. That again, that was Kobe, that um, he, uh, Jason Tatum, Kobe Bryant was his idol. I get that part, but you see, it, it just goes to show what we're saying. You see what sports do does to certain athletes. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I'm gonna give you this the number ten jersey, the Kobe jersey. 
I need you to be Kobe. Why can't he just be Jason Tatum and just work on being Jason Tatum? I get it. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great. That's a great. That's great for him. I, I respect that. Especially I'm a Kobe guy, so I just I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So I I, I you know if things go well, Team USA is going to win this whole thing. They just got too many. When you have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, um, you know the list goes on. Jason Tatum, even Draymond. Draymond's looking fit and like healthier. Uh, Bam Adebayo. They got Zach Levine. They got Jeremy Grant. They got they got so many guys that can just score at will. Uh, they're kind of small. There's no bigs, especially going against Spain and all these other uh, teams out there. But you know, overall, ultimately, KD is KD. You, like he says, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin Durant. So they do know, have team Kevin USA Love though. They oh, got they Kevin see, Love. <laughs> Kevin Love and a new uh, a breaking news just came out that it was not breaking, but the Celtics are looking for him. They've been looking at him for years, though, so I don't know. Yeah. What's <laughs> but then I think I think when when his first name popped up, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah. I think this was before we got Kyrie. Um, yeah, yeah. His his name popped up, and then he ended up getting injured. Yeah. And then I think I think we ended up going with Hayward instead. Right. Exactly. What, what happened? What happened three uh, minutes into the game? But Mass know, General I, is 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 <laughs> his bed still for rent? Anybody? Penthouse suite. Uh, uh, who who do you like? You like Team USA winning the winning it all? I mean, it's gonna be tough. It is. Uh, Luca's out there. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's doing those crazy no look over the head passes. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's there's. I I just see an imbalance of. Well, you know, it's it's not like the teams of the past where yeah. Team USA would just go out and smoke a team by 50 or 60-plus right. points, you know? These, no. I mean, some of these games are really close, and yeah. the, the competitiveness is definitely there. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it's it, – I hate to be that person to say it's anybody's game, but it's, it's honestly anybody's game at this point. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. How'd you feel about the match? Did you catch any of it? <laughs> Brady is a comedian. My <laughs> gosh, is Brady a comedian? Hey, that just goes to show he's a competitor, man. I ain't gonna lie. Watching him, I watched some highlights of the match, and I a part of me was missing him. Honestly, just missing him being in a Patriots jersey uh, because of his ad, the way he competes. He's a competitor, man, mm-hmm. and he's trying whatever he can to get in Aaron Rodgers' head. <laughs> He's saying, I think this is the leader of the Packers. <laughs> Man, <You> know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, just, just listening to Aaron Rodgers for that whole entire match, he is such a dry person. He has no funny bone in his no – No Between him and Bryson DeChambeau, hey, partner, I got your ball, yeah. partner. This is a good job, partner. Like – Okay, like stop calling yeah. each other partners. Like, you, are you are you from Texas or something? You know, hey, partner. No, like, like Aaron Rodgers, dry, weak personality. Yeah, couldn't get behind him, and it. He got the. I w. just thought it was. They did, and that's. I mean, everybody's saying Bryson. You know, he's he's the way that he tees off, the way that he hits the ball is, you know, not not your typical way to hit a golf ball. Yeah. Okay. But here's the guy on a par five hitting the ball 450 yards plus, you know, but 
he was shanking the balls in the woods. <laughs> but, you know, these everybody says, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know why he was doing that. You know, these guys are doing these charity tournaments. They're not gonna, they're not going to play like they're playing an actual an actual right. PGA Tour championship. They're they're going right. to go out there. They're going to have fun. And yeah. I don't know. I think Phil's pretty pissed at Tom Brady. He's got yeah. Be- I I think and, and at the same time, I kind of think Brady. They made it about Brady the whole time. You know, asking him questions about the Atlanta Falcons game, and mm-hmm. like it was just like I think it took away and 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 took Aaron Rodgers' credit. Maybe he, with that technique, he was like, I'm just going to focus on trying to get this win. And not, uh, he's kind of, if you think about it, he's kind of okay with not being the talk of uh, 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 of the league right now. I mean, he is because he still is not showing up for any workouts. Well, hey, whoa, stuff. whoa, whoa. Nikhil Harry's taking the spotlight right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm glad he, oh, again, <laughs> sh- see, shout out to Nikhil Harry. You, I, I respect that you're in the NFL. You know what I mean? I know I, 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 you know, I don't know, but I understand the grind it takes from where you started as a kid to where you're at now. You have a potential opportunity to make money in your career, but I'm kind of glad that you're out of, <laughs> you're, you you want to get traded because <laughs> you haven't done anything for us. Uh, if you didn't do nothing with the goat, <laughs> but that's the I thing. It's like I, I I'm know. hard. I'm hard. I'm hard to gauge on him. He was great in he was great in college. You know, he throws tantrums right. when he wouldn't get the ball thrown to him. Whatever. That's typical wide receiver esque of them. But you know, knowing that Tom Brady does not like targeting young receivers, sure. I mean, you gotta you gotta go ahead and. There's a reason why Edelman wasn't number one receiver. There's a right. reason why Wes Welker wasn't number one receiver. I just think he needs to. I mean, he can't block. He's he can't block. He's can't catch. He can't run routes. And you know, they even they even said put him in like a Cordero Patterson type uh, position. Can he do that? Absolutely, absolutely not. You know, and you've seen what Cordero Patterson's been doing lately. Why can we not (laughs) re-sign him? That makes. Okay, that makes no sense. But again, Nikhil Harry, I hope you get your trade request. I hope you teams want. But that's the thing: our team's gonna want. What have you done for? It's it's a what have you done for me lately type of league, you know. And especially you're you're in your second year and you're crying. He doesn't even have a real agent. He's a he's a he's a lawyer. He's not. That's what I'm saying. Agent. So man, why why don't you humble your? No, I'm not gonna say he. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure he's humble. But I, why don't you really work on your 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 craft and just focus on this season? You have an opportunity. You have more now. Teams won't because again to hit to the, uh, his credit, teams were still target like the defense defenders were still targeting him because they know he still has potential to be something. Mm-hmm. Now you have you added more weapons on the team. Maybe you could find your way in that. And but again, it could just be Bill Belichick. Like, yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Think it, just... I think it had a little bit to do with uh, uh, Cam Newton. Oh yeah, not yeah. being able to throw the ball. But I don't know. Ho- hopefully, Cam comes back. I-, I might give you an extension. I might give you the eight <laughs> eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight you weeks. Started, you started with what? You started with three. I started with I, no. I, I started with I think five. You said five? That, okay. Three? No, I okay. thought it was three. Yeah. You said maybe, three. Maybe it was three. Maybe yeah. It was, yeah. So, so from three to eight, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. MVP season, I'm telling you, on the way. I don't 
I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I see the Patriots going with either six or seven wins this season. Oh, geez, no playoffs. No. Man, no, you, I mean, you, you're 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 you Bills, have... your Bills, you're on, the, and that's good. You're on the to to your credit, the Bills, they have proven they they're ready, they're ready. But... They are, they are. I mean, but I I think, you know, I think it's week two. I'm looking forward to the Chargers at Arrowhead face the Chiefs. Oh yes, that's what yes. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a good game. I mean, you're not you're not worried about Patrick Mahomes, you said. No. no. Are you sure? Yes. <sighs> I don't know. Chargers that. Chargers are gonna be a different team this year. I hope so. They're still just young. Watch. Just They're still watch. young. They're still young. They're still young. I feel like they got one more year to like with grown pains. Uh <laughs> Justin Herbert, I, I I'm I'm pretty sure he's he he's gonna have a great year. Um, but they're still too young. Um, I guess that Chiefs uh, – Patrick Mahomes is a bad boy, man. He's a bad boy. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, man. I mean, it, I'm I'm excited for the football season. I, I can't believe that the summer is basically almost over. We're in July. No, <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, the football season starting to, you know, kick in. So, you know, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited for just – you know, that part of a sports, um, I'm trying to avoid baseball as much as we can, <laughs> you know, but, um, again, man, football season is almost here. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I'm rooting for my Patriots. Um, I can't wait for that Brady versus all oh, that Brady ver- come when he comes here, man, that's going to be exciting. So, you know, I'm all for the football season, you know, now pushing a little into the MLB, we have, yeah. The all-star break coming up. Uh, you know, looking at, I think I think this home run derby is going to be a slightly different, mainly because of one name, and that's Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. The man can pitch. He's, he's leading the league in pitching, and he's leading the league in home runs. <laughs> he's the modern-day Babe Ruth. But yeah. I mean, looking at looking at who's in the home run derby of Shohei Otani, Pete Alonso, Trevor Story, Trey Mancini, Salvador Perez, Matt Olson, Juan Soto, and Joey Gallo. I think is... I, was, I was just about to say I think the <laughs> one person that's going to give him trouble is Juan Soto. The kid is I, I love I love watching him get up to the batter's Ooh. box and just he he has fun with the game and it yeah. shows. Yeah, he's a yeah, fun. He's, if for anybody who's who, who has never watched, I mean, you've clearly if, if you watch baseball and you watch the World Series, you know who Juan Soto is. But <laughs> if you don't, you gotta you gotta YouTube some clips. You gotta do something. This this guy is just he makes you laugh every time he steps in the batter's box. He plays with joy. He plays with joy, and I think that's what you need, especially for baseball, man. I. I you remember how Manny Ramirez used to just smile while he's at the at the at the bat? <laughs> he just he's just ready to go. Like I, I, I baseball kind of missed that a little bit. Everyone's too serious. You know, baseball's starting to get maybe a little bit too negative of a rep. You know, and people are just you can see players are just not into it as much. Uh, but you got to play with joy um, when it comes to baseball. And Soto is man, he's. He's 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 different. <laughs> he's different. Um, you know, I I expect I expect a, a great uh, All Star uh, All Star game, but uh, I, I think with the break, I think with the Red Sox, man, I'm impressed with the first half. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. 
uh, I, uh, my eyes are open now. My eyes are open. And um, now the second half, though, that's one you got to think about the second half. Are they going to take I'm that slip? About. Yeah. <laughs> are they going to take that slip and just relax a little bit? Or are they going to keep it going? Because you know how breaks go. You That momentum going toward the break, people tend to go back home, drink a few beers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not go with their families. Uh, it's just you need that momentum. So, you know, hopefully the Red Sox keep picking it up. Uh, what are, uh, are they still in second? Or they're in first, right? No, they're in first, right? I believe they're in first. I think they're two and a half games ahead of Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Uh, let me just check that right now, see if I'm Yeah, and I believe Yankees are, Yankees are in fourth or third. They're yeah, they're, th- Tampa's two and a half back. Yankees are four and a half back and fourth. And right. what do you know? The team that decided to sweep the Red Sox, the first mini series of the season... They're in last place in the AL East, Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore Orioles. I, I feel like the Red Sox always have to get swept the first week of the of the, the season. You yeah. know? Man, did you see what did you see what the Red Sox did on Twitter? They changed what their they, uh, they changed their profile, uh, uh, their description underneath them, and they said something like, uh, "Do you remember uh, the first season? Your first your Do you remember your tweets from the beginning of the season?" Well, we do. I said, come on. Come on. See, see this is what I'm worried about. Sick. This is why I'm worried about the second half, man. They're getting too cocky. Yep. Le- I don't know. LeBron, what you going to do? You part owner. What you <laughs> what you about to do, man? Is he part owner? He's part owner, right? Of course. He's, he he's part of- owner in the Fenway Sports Group. So I think I think that covers, uh, what is it, Liverpool? Uh, I think they cover Liverpool, too. The, the soccer soccer club out in uh, England. Okay, okay. I think, but I mean, he's only a part owner. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to see him around town. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, I do not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that you know some of these Red Sox players are actually on the starting lineup for the American League. You know, you got right. Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts. And then you have J.D. Martinez, who's, you know, one of the reserves. But then you head on down to pitching, which we all thought the Red Sox were going to have a huge problem with. Nathan Evaldi's been turning it on. He's been turning it on. I saw him pitch live the other night against the Yankees. That game was insane. He's he's a completely different, completely different pitcher than he was last season. And Mm. he's he's taken on the role. That yeah. you know, not a lot of people can. But just yeah. wait until Chris Sale comes back, and then you know you yeah. have reliever Matt Barnes. Well, well, when's he coming back? That's what I'm, I'm worried about. I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it'll be after the All Star break, probably towards, probably towards early to mid August. That's what I, I mean. That's just what I would think. Okay. Because um, I mean, he's he's throwing now. And who knows? You know, you gotta you gotta get back to World Series champion, yeah, Chris Sale that you were a couple of years ago. All right, and that's that's tough, especially coming off of surgery. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We are we're just in a. Uh, I mean, Boston just needs we need needs we need something. a championship. We need a championship bad. Uh, if they make the playoffs, let's let's head to a few games, man. Let's head to a few games and. 
support Let's support our support our teams, man. So hopefully, hopefully they get it done completely. Because I mean, who are you worried about in the NL? You know, I mean, Alex touched on it a couple of weeks ago. You know, the the Padres. I think he said Padres. Yeah. Um, yeah. And are, are the Dodgers making noise? Dodgers ain't making noise this year, right? Um, not as they should. They, not as they, they should. Definitely should. Um, I don't know. San Francisco's leading the NL West right now, but uh, I don't know. That that's the thing about baseball. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Houston Astros can cheat again and come. <laughs> and here we go on the cheating scandal. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Cheating scandal. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's just it's crazy to see the Nets, uh, the Mets, are you know leading the NL east right now that's good for new york they, they they need to compete with the yankees so that's good yeah they need they need oh i could uh i think it was 2000 the subway series where it was the mets yankees oh yeah yeah, series. yeah yeah Man, that was crazy that was crazy yeah. and i think i had a souvenir uh train where it said like yankees mets subway series oh my gosh but, my guy Mike Piazza. Oh, I love ooh, Mike Piazza. He was my favorite. And I used yeah. to catch too, so I'd 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 yeah. be like Mike Piazza. <laughs> and I used to play I used to play on the my my minor league team was the Mets. So oh, wow. I think that's yeah, when you're when you're a minor league, you know, baseball or even basketball, you get you get the jerseys and they're all ooh. based off of the regular teams. Which so one's your like, favorite? Right. Which one's your favorite jersey? Which which color are the Mets? Uh, I like my the favorite, black. My, well, my favorite color is orange. So if they if they did an orange jersey with the with the blue the NY blue. on it, that would be, nice. be fresh. That would be fresh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done talking yeah. baseball now. My, yeah, yeah, my yeah. mind's starting to wander. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, you know I'm heading into uh oh heading into the weekend. Before we go, real quick, uh, we have. McGregor, Poirier, round three. Round three, round three. Charles, who are you taking? Connor McGregor. The comeback is real. This is a different Connor. He's like on some like, again, I know we've seen this before. He talks a lot of crap. He gets knocked out. But that time off he needed, I think so. He's always in shape. He's not, he's still the cocky Connor McGregor, but he's, and, and I don't know. He, but again, it's kind of hard because he said that last time he was a humble Conor McGregor. So I just feel like he's coming for uh, his neck, and uh, it's not going to be pretty for, uh, for him. It's not. Uh, Dustin Poirier is going to take this. Dustin like I said, like I said to you before, I think this is going to go <clears throat> night night mid mid second round. Conor McGregor is going to either get knocked out or he's going to tap out. He's just he's at that point in his career where he's hitting the end, and yeah, he like the winner of this gets a title shot. Okay, exactly. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's 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 good for Connor. He's out there, you know. I love I love the the feeling of the belt on me. Uh, I love it. You know, the the weight of the belt on you going into you know you're just doing your little Irish shimmy. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But you know, last round or last match you had against Dustin Poirier, you got injured. He got, he got yeah. You got he injured. Messed his leg you know, up bad. Broke his leg. 
I don't see this. I, I don't see this going in McGregor's way. Yeah, McGregor's the favorite going into this, but McGregor's always the favorite because of his name. Yeah, of his name. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't and then know, one man. more thing: Tyson Fury and uh, uh, Wilder. Unfortunately, it just, got post- it just got postponed because who was it? Uh, Fury tested yeah. positive. That's a positive. Uh, that's. I was excited for that mat for that match and. Man, I'm just a little nervous now with this whole COVID stuff again. It's like sports. Uh, is this going? Are we going back to bubble or are we going back to you know just no fans again? Because it was getting back to normal. So now, you know, COVID's back. It's it kind of psyched us out a little bit for the for a month, <laughs> and now uh, it's back. So you know, unfortunately, that fight had to be canceled because I was ready for I was ready for for that fight. Um, I thought the, Man, he's okay. he's what he's training out in England. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the stats are like over there right now, but I mean that that could be one of the reasons. But yeah. that sucks. Who knows? Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah, Charles, you you, you want to go ahead and give us a little sneak peek of who's coming on next week? Uh let's let's wait on that. Let's wait. On okay. That. Let's all wait. Right, on all that. right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Let's wait on that. You, you gotta check. That. You gotta check the gram on Saturday. Gotta check, check, the, check, the gram, Saturday. check the gram on Saturday. We'll check the gram and, on Saturday. And uh, we will. I got. We'll catch you guys next week. Charles, you got anything else? Nothing else. Uh, shout out Theo uh, for for coming on and giving us some game on track and field. And um, we wish you the best of luck, man, for sure. Definitely. And uh, go Duke. Go Duke. Never thought I'd say that. Go Duke. (laughs) Sir. See you guys next week.